Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. You know what I don't recommend? Cinnamon tea and cheese balls. It's not a good pairing. <laughs> it sounds like it could be nice, depending on the brand. Alex Finn. So did you know in the movie Candyman, the actor playing Candyman had a bee waiver, and for every bee sting, he got $1,000? Really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. 23 bee stings. That's not bad. Wow. That's like just the first movie. The original one? The original. Yeah. Oh, that's... So it's even more money. Yeah, it's like 1980s, 1970s money? 1990, late 80s. Hmm. And Stace Babcock. $23,000 from bee stings would buy me a really nice funeral. And (laughs) while he wasn't allergic to bees and these bees were specifically like selected for the movie because they were young bees. So the stings didn't hurt that bad. But again, it's only if you're not allergic to bees. Imagine not being allergic to bees. That would be great. But I am not allergic to poison ivy, which I feel like is pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, it seems pretty decent trade. Bees are much easier to avoid than poison ivy. Mm-hmm. You haven't met the yellow jackets in my neighborhood. True. <laughs> Aren't yellow jackets like their own thing? Aren't they one of those bugs that like looks like a bee, but it's not a bee? It's it is a wasp. Yeah, um, I, I didn't realize we were being so specific. I it's I was <laughs> more curious about your allergy. Like I don't. Oh, um, when we send you a horde of bees, we want to make sure it's a specific. <laughs> we want to kill you as quickly and painlessly as possible. I sat on a nest of ground bees as a wee youngster. Uh, I believe those are a type of wasp. Mm. So are you Mm -hmm. allergic to bees or wasps? And is there a difference? There doesn't really, there's not much difference in terms of reaction. Yeah. Probably have the same Mm. venom. I haven't gotten stung like 12 years. But I got stung in the pinky and it swelled up to my shoulder. Ooh. Oh, Oh my God. That's impressive. Wow. Wow. I have a little freak out every time I see a bee and or wasp. I would, too, if that was my reaction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Except for honeybees. I give them, like, powerful words of encouragement. I'm like, keep going, little bee. <laughs> Is there a difference between bumblebees and honeybees? I... Science. Okay. Might have meant bumblebee. Entomology, not really my thing. I love bumblebees, but, like, when they touch me, it feels weird. <laughs> well, their little legs feel weird. Yeah. And they're so fuzzy. So, before we get started, we have an important item of business, and that is that we have a new patron. Hey, Woo! Awesome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
was good timing. <laughs> Our newest patron is Shima. Shima's a great guy and has been a longtime supporter of the podcast, talking about us on Twitter and whatnot. So thank you so much for your support, Shima. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. And thank you to everybody who uses our Dice affiliate code with Die Hard Dice. Die Hard Dice are a internet provider? Nope. Producer? Nope. They're a company that has a website. Yeah? Okay. Anyway, they're on the internet, obviously, <laughs> with a website. And you can go to their website, dieharddice.com, and get beautiful dice. Metallic dice are their forte, but they also have acrylic dice. All in beautiful colors. And you can get 10% off these beautiful, well made dice with our dice filler code explores wanted get 10% off your order mm-hmm. you get primo dice for cheaper and you support us as well they also have very nice dice trays mm. oh yes they still have that tarot thing going i believe so yeah check out their website anyway because they might they probably have stuff that we don't know about yet because it's a month in the future mm-hmm. our prescience mm-hmm. isn't, doesn't go that far sorry yeah so who remembers what happened last time i'm gonna pick on stace oh good call daniel Okay, so <laughs> at the uh, start of last episode, Cha-Cha was with Bastion in some other dimensional place with Buddy Cop, and Buddy Cop, like, kind of soft-sold the whole pay-off-your-debt thing, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Cha-Cha wanted anything agreed upon in writing, which is smart, and Buddy Cop alluded to having an army, which I just assume is the Nixos, like, to be honest... And then Bastion ate all of fucking Nyx's little little babies, little babies of the Maw. The imps <laughs> that were hiding in the shadows that Nyx mm-hmm. sent just ate them all, which was kind of rude. Nyx then managed to talk to and call a little imp in the real world and discovered that she's the Maw in ending, which is dope. And then I wrote down snake smell for some reason. Oh, and then Dilly continued to work on his project. While Nix and Cha-Cha mm-hmm. went to the high man's view together. Because Cha-Cha came back. I feel like I mentioned that probably. And so they went to the to the <laughs> high man's view. Nix summoned forth her loyal f- messenger once again and was like, hey, this is the high man's view. This is what I need you guys to fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then got in line with Cha-Cha to, to, to go to lunch. And they did that. And then they ate lunch. And at the end of lunch, a bunch of screams started. Actually, your food had just gotten set down when you heard screams starting up from upstairs. Oh, Nick's just, like, eats that double rare Ravage Bear steak, like, just one bite, gone. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because of the screaming, the waitress has already looked away from you, so she doesn't (laughs) see you do that. Cha-Cha just has her bread and her lumpy milk. Oh, yeah. God, that was weird. Is Cha-Cha eating, like, was the intent to, to, like, dip the bread in the lumpy milk? I think? Cha-Cha's weird. I mean, haven't you ever just, like, dipped your bread in your lumpy milk? No. So, Daniel, what do the other people in the dining room do upon hearing the screams? So, everybody kind of freezes in the dining room. Tarek gets up from his table... And these screams are going on, but you can see him making motions to his table like, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. And he doesn't run, but he walks quickly over to the guards at the door to the private rooms. And they open the door for him, and he heads upstairs. Nobody else does anything, really? There's two other stone burners who get up from tables and head over to the door and head up it. The waitress stops and turns, she's like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's fine, we'll... I'm sure it'll be sorted out soon. 
Yes, I'm sure you have it all under control. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's next? This is Boa. Boa bitches. I mean, <laughs> fine people. So she turns, and there are definitely people who are, like, starting to quickly, like, pull out money to put on the table to pay for their meals. Like, you get the impression that, at the high man's view, people know better than to, like, even in a situation where they're scared, they do not just ditch the check. That's very respectful of them. That's what a fear-based economy will do for you. (laughs) We are not encouraging this. So, I mean, Nick's just, like... Keep sipping her drink and watching. Mm -hmm. The screams go on for a little while, and then they abruptly stop. Oh, no. And you feel this strange burst, this vibration of energy, like, pass through the whole building for a moment. And then there's silence from upstairs. Mm. Two of the stone burners, different ones than were down there before, come back down the stairs and into the dining hall. They go over to a couple, like, possibly strategic tables to kind of calm them down. But then they also start looking around the dining room carefully, scanning all the people in there. Not scanning, scanning, but, like, scanning with their eyeballs, looking around. (laughs) Nyx looks at at Chasha and is like, what an exciting lunch. I would totally give this place a high review because it seems very fun and casual. That's funny. A high review for high man's view. I thought a little situational humor would be appropriate. And you were right. There is one other patron in this dining hall that kind of overhears you a little bit. And you see, more than when the screaming was, a look of confusion and fear on his face (laughs) overhearing the conversation. (sighs) Oh, boy. Nix and Chacha just smile at him, which doesn't help. Yeah, Chacha probably smiles and waves. One of the stone burners goes over to the bouncer and seems to be asking them some sort of question. They're too far away to hear. But if you like, you could roll a nine perception to see if you can read at least part of what he's saying in his lips. Yeah. Sure. 17? I got a nine. Okay. So you can't make out the entire sentence, but you can definitely see him mouth the word snake. Fuck. (laughs) And the bouncer kind of looks up and then looks confused and they raise a finger like they're remembering something. So they could see them? Mm. You don't know. And the bouncer kind of like looks and then kind of looks around the dining room and sort of points over at your table. Mm. How exciting. And so this stone burner wanders over to you guys. He's just a little over six feet, pretty wide build. He has sort of like salt and pepper hair. It's not super long, maybe just a little bit over his ears. And he's got sort of deeply tanned skin and brown eyes. And he comes over and says, Sorry for the disturbance earlier. Uh, Hopefully it didn't intrude on your meal too much. No, I found my meal quite enjoyable. Although I have to admit, I am curious what was going on. Just a small security matter. It's a very distinctive outfit you have on. And, well, the eyes and the fangs. Thank you. (laughs) So we had a uh, disturbance upstairs that definitely had some serpent-like vibes to it. 
And so I came down and asked if anybody had been seen here that might have any connection to a snake attack. And the bouncer said they remembered you. Oh. Not that they said you did. Just checking all the angles. Yes. Well, I was bitten by a snake, if you can't tell. She says and, like, sticks out her tongue. <laughs> like, widens her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That snake was from an artifact, and it has had some long-term effects. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I really don't fuck with snakes. You wouldn't happen to have any clues as to what was what would might have caused a snake-like disturbance here at the same time you're visiting, do you? I have done some significant research into snakes, given my condition. If you would like, I'm happy to view the scene and give you my opinion. Mmm. Well, this is sort of a combination of persuasion and deception, but it's all the same to Nyx because of her social. So this will be a 12, Nyx, after your specialization. Trying to think of how Chacha could help, but I'm not sure. Besides, like, smiling and, like, thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. You'd be distracting him a little bit, like, can't quite think fully. (gasps) Oh, distracting him by dunking that bread into that chunky milk and eating it. I was going to say it was either that or like because she was like picking up and playing with that one curd floating in the middle of the milk. <laughs> oh, is that an asset? Sure. So it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll spend one level of intellect. 19. Nix has a headache for no reason. Oh, boy. That's interesting. Maybe you could help at that. What would you propose for a minor effect? I would appreciate it if my companion could accompany me. All right. Well, hold on and let me check with someone and we might be able to make use of your expertise. Nix is like trying to very subtly signal to Chacha, like, read his mind. She's like, she's like trying to do like an open book thing. Like, read his mind. So he says, let me check with somebody. And uh, of course, you know, we'll pay you a fair fee. We don't, we, we believe in paying for people's skills. Just a moment. And he steps away. Tatcha did not understand what you were saying. Like, ah, come on. She's just like, open the book. I just wanted to do it in story instead of being like, Alex, use my use mind reading. <laughs> I mean, I'm, one second, let me look at this flavor text. Because, I mean, he's stepping away so you could, like, be like, hey, remember that one skill you have that we all forget about? <laughs> I mean, it's short range, so you could just be like, hey. Oh, yeah. I wonder what's on his mind. <laughs> he does step through the door to the private rooms and goes upstairs. And there are a few minutes later, he comes down and he comes back over to your table and says, yes, if you're willing to help out, uh, right this way. What's your name, by the way? I'm sorry. I should have introduced myself. Boa. Tendon. Tendon? Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. And you are? And he looks at Cha-Cha. Hi, I'm Veronica Candice. What's your name? Tendon. That's a name? That's interesting. Yes, it is. Um, my name. Follow me. Is it optional? Nix asked for Cha-Cha to come. No, we could just have your friend Boa here and come up and provide her expertise. You're welcome to wait down here if you prefer. I mean, I guess whatever floats your boat, I'll come with. Oh, right. He kind of, like, looks uncertainly at Boa. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but let's go look at it. All right. So he leads you to the doormark private rooms, and the guards open it, and he takes you up a staircase. 
You reach the second floor. Here, there is a long hallway with different doors assigned. There's, like, one door that seems to be marked, like, offices, essentially. And then a little bit farther down the way, there's pretty widely spaced, so presumably these are big rooms in between it. There's the three private rooms. There's Grays, Orlane, and Volink. And at the Volink one, you notice that there are three guards outside of it. And they lead you over to the offices. And inside there, you see that there is another section of the building that's sort of divided into separate private offices. And they lead you over to one of these rooms where the door is open. And Nix, even before you get to the door, you can smell blood in there. And when you are shown in, you see that there is a chair kind of mangled in the center of the room, kind of almost like torn apart. And there are two bodies in here, a man and a woman, both stone burners, clearly. One of them has some gnarly teeth marks on their face, but otherwise they are both twisted and broken, like something had squeezed them to death. This was the location of the incident. Did you see the attackers? Me personally, no. The people at the time didn't recognize it either until somebody grabbed a Numenera device and saw it wasn't clear, but something was a serpent-like body squeezing them. And that's when we fired the pulse. I have seen scenes like this before. Really? Yes. We were in a village up north. Way. Candace, you remember the village? Yes, but I'm just also confused that we are setting off explosives without a clear target in mind. That seems dangerous. My colleague has a fair point. The pulse only affects extra-dimensional entities. That's pretty cool. I know. Can I get something like that? It seems useful. Well, I mean, we do sell them. There's always good money to be made in fine craftsmanship. We definitely keep some on hand for our own use. But yeah, we do sell any of our overstock. Let's talk business later. Nix will, like, lean down and look at the bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? She's pretending to be looking for something. (laughs) Okay, then this is going to be a deception. Okay. So, he's already bought into this, so this is a 15 to start, and then I don't think this is social, I think this is, like, performance deception. Ooh, making it tricky, huh? Yeah, so it's it's a 15. I feel like Nyx has examined a lot of lot of dead bodies, though. Like, she's examining it. She's learning on the job, sure. <sighs> Nyx will be confident. Okay, so it's 12. Gosh, I don't even really want to try. Mm. I'm going to re-roll that. 18? It was a 2 the first time. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn it. I mean, it's obvious to you what happened. These were definitely killed by the imps, and you're doing a pretty good show of looking at it without looking like you know what's going on or that you would have had advanced knowledge of what's going on. Cha-Cha, it's actually pretty impressive that when you first met Nyx, being, you know, very honest to a fault to see her, like, clearly bullshitting people. Lying her ass off. My baby has grown up. Anything stick out to you about the uh, damage? Not really. It's interesting that it's in the city. Yeah, and those teeth marks don't look like snake Fangs. They, there's too many holes too close together. That is a lot of holes. You said you saw this before at some village? 
Yeah. I mean, I can't say for sure that it's the exact same, but uh, we did come across a village where everybody was dead. And some of the bodies were similar to this. Have you heard of them ever taking something or someone away from the scene? No. Interesting. They took someone? They, yeah, they took someone. To eat? I, to their dimension? I don't know. I thought this might be similar to the Numenera that mutated me, but I'll be honest with you. Other than it kind of seeming vaguely similar to another death scene I saw, I don't really have anything. Okay, so that is a 15 to start. You're specialized, so that makes it a 9. So 9, 13? That's disappointing. Well, thank you for looking anyway. You been in town long? No, just arrived. Mm. Well, just in case something like this happens again, where are you staying? Just in case we need to reach out for expertise again. I'm at the Mesa Summit. Hmm. Marta's been doing good business lately. Good to hear. You said this would pay? Yes. Um, admittedly, this time there wasn't much you could share, but you did spend time looking at it for us. So, what do you say, uh, 20 shins and we comp your meal? Yes. <clears throat> I mean, yes, that sounds right. <laughs> he grins. He hands you 20 shins, and he's like, I'll make sure they know that the meal is comped. As you are being led back out of the offices, another man walks in. This one's about maybe five foot ten. He's not wearing any sleeves, and his arms are, like, ripped. Mm. Like, imagine... He essentially, he looks like Iggy Pop. <laughs> like Iggy Pop with short hair. Like, slender, but, like, so ripped. He's, like, built like a brick shit house, essentially. But he, he wanders in, blonde hair, and Tendon looks at him and says, Oh, Carlisle. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're investigating it. Um, he turns to Boa and Veronica Candace and, and <laughs> says, You guys could just uh, head straight down the stairs. And he turns to him and says, and, you know, as you guys are kind of moving out of earshot, he says to Carlisle, whatever it was, it took the spy. You had a spy? <laughs> what? Carlisle turns and looks at Chacha and says, um, guilt business only, Miss... Veronica Candace. Yeah. Tendon chimes in at the same time as you, says Veronica Candace. And this is Boa. She was helping consult. She's got some expertise with serpent-related matters. And Carlisle turns and meets your eyes, and that's when you notice that his eyes, you initially thought they were brown, but they're actually, his irises are sort of a dark, rusty red. Freaky. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were tattoos on his eyelids. Huh. That's so. Well, thanks for taking a look. Tendon, I need to have a talk with you back in the private room. And they both leave. Nick leaves. Okay, you go down the stairs, back in the dining room. Most of the people have cleared out that were there before, but you see that didn't seem to deter the demand at all because the bouncer is already starting to let more tables in. And your table has already been cleared. Nice. Nick still leaves a tip and then walks out the front. Good. Okay, good. Okay, you guys are outside of the high man's view. Nix, well, does Chacha want to do anything? Because Nix has a vague plan. No. So Nix will just sort of wander aimlessly, not aimlessly, but like leisurely and a little uh, twistily like towards the market. She's watching for a tail. Give me a perception roll of 18. Fine. Eight. You don't think you're being tailed? 
All right. Well, Nix will we'll pass through the market. And if Chacha wants to do anything, great. But otherwise, Nix would head back to the uh, inn. Okay. As you're wandering your way through the market, you hear a voice that says, Oh, almost didn't recognize you. Oh, God damn it. That's a new get up. And it is Satal wandering over from his cart. I oh. wanted to remember his name so I could just be like, Hello. I Satal. thought it was the other person. I freaking remember. Hi. Hi. Um, good to see you. Love the new look, by the way. Thank you. Both of you. I like your wardrobe too. Whatever name you guys happen to be going by right now. Boa. Veronica Candice. I like it. I just wanted to let you know that there is a woman of, let's say, with some very shiny attributes who seems to be watching you very closely. I wouldn't turn to look at her, but, you know, roughly behind you to your left, long red hair, you might want to see if you can ditch them or at the very least make sure whatever they see is what they're hoping for. Is this somebody we recognize by long... Did this... Yeah, is the shiny a clue? Or the hair? Do we know any redheads? You get the impression that he's trying to be clever about the synth tattoos. Did Deneb have synth tattoos? No. At least not that you guys saw. Mm. We did not make them strip. Thank you. At least I could do... I would like to purchase something from you. Okay. Um, Well... I don't have much left from our walk before, and I've gotten things here. What kinds of things are you looking for? The things I've acquired from here are mostly ciphers and artifacts, which I then sell back in Traolis and Anquan. And mostly I bring textiles and other goods back this way. Bodrov, as you can imagine. Cloth and agriculture is... You can make quite a killing for it when you're selling to a city that's up on a mesa that didn't leave much room for fields. Do you have any textiles left? I think I have a bolt of Anquan wool left. How much for that? Oh, that's going to be uh, tensions. I'll take it. Well, excellent. That, I think, is actually the last thing that I have from down south. And so he goes into his cart and he pulls out this long roll, about four feet long, and with a diameter of about a foot of this thinly woven wool dyed a deep blue that he hands to you. It's big enough to be a little bit unwieldy. It's not too heavy, but it's unwieldy. Nyx makes a show. She, like, holds it off to Cha-Cha and she's like, feel this, Veronica Candice. <laughs> Won't this look good on you? I think... Yeah, I think this will be a great idea. Let's make play suits and romp around the mountains together. As you like. <laughs> Satal says, I think you'll find this high quality. This is Magger wool, and you would not believe how dangerous and difficult it is to shear those motherfuckers. I believe you. It sounds exhausting. Thank you very much for everything, as always. Quite welcome. I uh, wish you luck. My instincts are telling me that it's time to go that the space is about to get a lot less safe for old Satal. Until we meet again, then. Yes. Best of luck to you. And he goes back and starts packing up his cart. Nyx just starts strolling with her giant-ass fucking bolt of wool. Dilly, there is a knock on your door. (laughs) 
Bork? Bork, are you in there? It, uh, fucking, God damn it. Dilly calls out, yeah, just a minute. Hold on. And Dilly kind of like puts all his shit in a place that he can come back to it and remember where he was at. Goes to the door. Suddenly remembers he needs to disguise himself. Puts up the Bork disguise and then opens the door. Hi, hello. Hi. You. You. Deneb. Hi. Hi, Bork. How are you doing? I just wanted to check in. I could hear somebody working in here, but I know... Well, I didn't hear anybody else, so I was curious how you were doing. I didn't want you to be lonely in here. After all, we're both here. Seems like our partners have all deserted us for the day. Um, uh, yeah, sure. I, I'm i working in here. That's You heard me. Yes, I assume so. And Daly is definitely kind of like bleary-eyed and like kind of not... His eyes aren't quite looking at Deneb. They're kind of like, you know, you've been reading for too long and you can't quite grab anything. Mm-hmm. Are, are you all right? I'm fine. I'm kind of knee-deep in some knee deep in some good shit right now. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent. I'll tell you what. I would be fascinated to learn more about what you do, but I don't want to get in your way unless I'm being helpful. How about this? I'll go get some coffee and bring you some coffee back. And maybe you can show me a little bit of what you're working on. Absolutely not. But thank you. Oh. Yes. Okay. No, yes, I, uh, I'm so sorry to be, uh, that, hold an all-nighter, I'm a little, whew. but it's not, it's not you, I've been getting the vibe that a lot of rights in Bodrov kind of, kind of keep close to the chest, you know, kind of keep the edge on their wares and their creations and stuff, and I think you're fine, but I'm, I can't, I'm proprietary and shit. Oh, say no more, proprietary. I totally understand. Well, um... I look forward to seeing your future work at the market. Thank you. Me too. Have a good day. And then Dilly closes the door. Again, not like he's still in a very kind of manic-ish headspace right now. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closes the door. And if that's successful, I guess make sure it's locked. Okay. Yeah. No problem. And then he kind of like <laughs> stumbles a little bit on like the bed, but then like gets back to the desk and like head down back to work. Right. Okay. Perfect. Where are Nix and Chacha heading? Guess we're trying to ditch our follower. Well, that's the question. Do you want to ditch your follower, or do you want to have them follow you somewhere? <gasps> oh, is there a dark alley where we can murder them? I mean, what? Who said that? Or maybe ask some pertinent questions. Yeah, that, that works, too. So what you guys doing? Let's go for that alley. Yeah? Yeah. And then we can either, you know, we can interrogate them, and, and if, oh no, oh no. Or we just go back to the motel, let them wander for a little longer. Hmm. <laughs> Nah, yeah, lure him into the alley. Okay. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay, this is going to be an 18 to try to like, lure them into the alley where they're not necessarily maintaining their distance from you or anything like that. Would this be navigation? You could argue that as an asset, yeah, as a skill they could apply. Makes it a 15. Hell yeah. That's all Nick's got. Is Cha-Cha helping or is Cha-Cha hindering or is Cha-Cha ambivalent? Yeah, Cha-Cha's helping. How is Cha-Cha helping? I guess just, like, helping them look like they're going to about to do something important in this alley. You know? Just kind of ham up this mm. performance. Okay. So that makes it a 12 mix. <sighs> it's a 1. Wow. Oh, no. We're clearly going to murder this person in this alley. We want to re-roll it? I spent my last XP. Well, I have XP. Would you like to re-roll it? If you would. Yes, we can. All two. Fourteen. Ha ha! Suck it! Okay. I mean, what? It's okay. Whether it's a GM intrusion or me eating your XP, I still win. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. And we're still having fun. 
you kind of go into an alley and you kind of turn a corner and wait and you can see her getting a little bit closer and she is now in a spot where she hasn't spotted you yet but she is within immediate distance. Mix will move to block her exit so that she'll be between her and and Chasha. Nice. Okay. What's up? I mean, hello. She freezes for a moment and then says, hi. I see you've been following us. She kind of looks you in the eyes for a moment and like she's trying to decide whether or not to lie. She just shrugs and says, I follow who I'm told to follow. Fair enough. That's weird. <laughs> so, do you just want to walk with us back to our motel? She kind of pauses for a moment. She's like, sure, why not? She kind of motions to the marks that are clearly on her shoulder. So essentially, like her shirt covers one shoulder it's pulled down on the other shoulder to kind of show off some of these stone burner scars and she says at least while you're walking with me you don't have to worry about anybody else bothering you thank you surprisingly most people try to avoid us it's weird well i mean we're more open-minded here in bodrov but navarine still has a thing about abhumans and she looks at cha-cha Whatever you are. And yet I see as soon as there is a snake-related incident, I am questioned and followed. Well, you did show up at the same time that that incident happened. And uh, we follow everybody who's new to town that we don't have a good feel for yet. That's prejudice. (laughs) We just like to think of it as good security. We protect our interests and protect the interests of the city. Weird flex, but okay. I'm not prejudiced, we just don't like foreigners. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're just slightly jingoist, it's fine. So, have you been with the Stoneburners long? About five years. Is that impressive? Well, there's people who've certainly been in the Stoneburners for longer. Plenty of people have been here for less. Do you enjoy the work? Yeah. I mean, I prefer to be in my workshop, but every once in a while, I, I like to get out on the streets. We all have to do some of the street work. It's, you know, part of how we pay our dues. Do you ever contract out for that? I am looking for work and am a decent fighter. Hmm. Well, sometimes we do. A lot of times we'll make arrangements with the agents. They try to keep a tight hold on contractors in the city. But to be totally honest, we don't have a problem bringing on freelancers either, depending on the job. Are there any other places that look for muscle around here? I mean, there's always places that are looking for security or things like that. There's, you know, the the city military, but trust me, you don't want that job. Why not? It's so many rules, you know? It's all subject to Navreading oversight, whereas you do private security, you work jobs for the agents, you work jobs for the stone burners. Well, let's just say if you're in Bodrov and you're working a job for us, we're the only authority you have to worry about. But you also have a lot of rules. Now, why would you think that? Because you run this town. You have bodies on spikes on top of your favorite bar that indicates some sort of rules. (laughs) Oh, we have problems with spies and infiltrators, for sure. Oh, so are you saying there are no rules? I mean, there there are rules, but not many. Carlisle makes most of the, you know, high-level decisions, and the rest we vote on. That's cool, actually. What about rules for the citizens? 
Well, the citizens can come to us for protection, but otherwise they're under Navarinian rule. But we have ways for people that want to pay for our services. We can make business easier for them. Okay. So follow Navarinian laws in Bodrov. I mean, yeah. Did I ask you your name? You didn't. I'm sorry. What is your name? Lika. Lika. I am Boa. This is Veronica Candice. <laughs> We're new here. Yeah, so I've heard. Do you have any recommendations for dinner? I mean, there's a lot of good eating in Bodrov to be found if you know where to look. I mean, it's nothing like the high man's view, but if you're looking for something a little less expensive but still quite good, I would check out the tricks. Have they been there? Is that where they went? Mm-mm. Okay, thank you. They have good sort of trailless and gone style food there. We'll have to check it out. Maybe you'll follow us there. <laughs> Oh, hopefully not. Hopefully by then I'll be all wrapped up, but you never know these days. <laughs> wrapped up. <laughs> all right, well, this is our motel. Yes, it is. Give Marta my love. And she wanders off. All right. Nix goes inside. Mm-hmm. Who's Marta? The innkeeper. Mm-hmm. Look at me being a jerk. Nick says, hello, Marta. This is my companion, Veronica Candice. We've been told to give you love. From Lika. Oh. Oh. Okay. Veronica Hannes, are you staying in Bo's room? How much? If it's only the two of you, there's no additional fee. I just wanted to make sure I had a count in case other people come later. Oh. Okay. There's two of the breakfasts covered in every room rental. That's great. Well, thank you for passing on the message from Lika. Is there anything I can help you with beyond that? No, thank you. It smells strongly of cleaner in this room, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, poor Marta. You keep a clean place. <laughs> Thanks. I try. Nix heads up and tows Veronica Candace along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. Hey, you come back into the room and Dilly is working. No, no, they go in Boa's room. Oh, go into Boa's room. Okay. And then Nix climbs out the window to go into <laughs> Pork's room. Oh, God. Okay, give me a nine climbing roll. Uh, Nix is trained. And she has two might, so ba-ding, done. Okay, so it's free for you. Is Cha-Cha climbing as well, or is Cha-Cha just going to stay in Boa's room? Mm, guess Cha-Cha's going to climb too. By the way, Nix, I'm sorry, I just realized that you guys are probably trying to avoid Deneb's window. Yeah. Would be my guess. So it's probably a 12 climbing, so for Nix it would be a three and for Cha-Cha, it would be a... Cirque du Soleil? No, because you already have climbing as a skill. Oh, yeah, so I forgot that. Skills, I got so. 12. So it's a 9. I got a 19. Okay. So you're definitely going to be able to climb without crossing to Depp's window. What would you propose as a minor effect, Cha-Cha? People outside do not notice the creepy Dracula-crawling child outside the windows. <laughs> That is a very good stipulation. Saying. You guys both come into your guys' room with the uh, the dilly room, or the bork room, rather, I think is what we were calling bork it. Bork room at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Dilly is working. Dilly, you are so close to being done. You can taste it. <sighs> Just got to connect this, then dunk this. Oh, and then make sure this doesn't fry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> this mumbling. and This is creepy. Oh, you're back. Hi. And he's back, back to it. <laughs> What's up, Dilly? 
my blood pressure, I think. You should get that looked at. Uh, no, it's a distraction. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> you slowly see images and schematics slowly kind of cover Dilly as he mm-hmm. falls back into his work. Yeah, so what else is going on as Dilly's finishing his work? Nix will hiss at her medallion. Mm-hmm. From the shadows beneath the bed crawls an imp. Again, Cha-Cha can see it. Nix can see it. You guys can both hear the hissing. Only Nix understands the hissing. Dilly and Chacha can both hear Nix hissing in response as this figure comes out and says, Mistress, you called? Yo, messenger. Yes. Well done. I, I understand that you were able to to take Clemuel. Yes. We also found a fire. Oh, thank you so much for finding the fire. I'm so pleased with all of you. Yes, they were cooking many things over it in the kitchen. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> got it. Well, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that uh, that additional information. Was anyone, were, were any of uh, your, your siblings hurt? Three of us were broken by their weapon. I am so sorry. Yes, they are in pain, but they still live and hope to see the hot rock before they pass. I also hope they see the hot rock. Is there anything I can do to help them? The ma unending is the portal to the hot rock. Oh, should I eat them? Yes. Oh. That is our goal, to visit the hot rock of eternity. Which is inside. We serve them on ending in the hopes that we are judged worthy. These guys have the weirdest kink. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Weirdest kink. Hey, it's called Vor. <laughs> isn't that when you eat yourself, though? Well, that's when you get eaten, isn't it? Okay. I want to Google it, but I'm very worried. <laughs> Listener, please Google this for us and tell us in the Discord. No, please don't do that. <laughs> they search on incognito mode if you must. All right, yeah, no, lead me to them. I'll, uh, they are worthy. I shall have them come. Oh, okay, yeah, that's more convenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wriggling out from underneath the shadows of the bed are three imps. Wriggling out is probably the wrong word. It's more like they're thrashing. Clearly, their spine is broken about partway through. So, like, the back half of their body, they cannot swing. So they're really just using the front half of their body to crawl their way out from underneath the bed. Nyx will will, will pick up the first one and be like, Mm -hmm. Thank you, my child. Now you have earned your rest at the hot rock. And she she eats she eats it. Well, she kisses it on his little head, and then she eats it. Okay. So Cha Cha, here's what you see: <laughs> you see this imp hissing at Nix, hissing in response. You see three other like badly wounded imps come out from underneath the bed, and then you see Nix reaching down to pick one up, even though her hands clearly sort of like pass through it almost. She leans down and kisses its head, and then you see Nix's mouth distort in a way that you've only seen, like, Bastion do before, but it's still different because it's all fangs. 
and she sucks in this imp as it goes down into her throat. And you can actually see Nyx's throat distort as this imp gets swallowed down. I thought this was going to be a sweet moment, but it's not. (laughs) You see beads of blood sweat on Nyx's forehead. Not the blood sweat. Just like the Gatorade commercials. Yeah. (laughs) Nyx will turn to the messenger and be like, just where did you take the Clemuel? He kind of like looks confused at you and then looks down at the other two that you haven't eaten yet and says, but these others... I'm just worried I'm going to pass out if I eat them, and so I just wanted to know that piece of information so that I could pass it on. We are holding her in a safe place. You said not to bring her here. No, I know, yeah. Where, where should we go pick her up? Where should we bring her? Oh, I see. All right. No, you're right. We can deal with this later. And next we'll do the same thing for the next imp. Okay. Chacha, you see the same scene. Dilly, you are kind of busy in your work, but the second time it happens, you do see Nyx's face distort in the strange way, and her throat distort. You don't see the imp in any way, but you see her doing this weird, like her body contorting to swallow this imp. I carefully can... Uh, what the fuck are you doing? You good? Chacha, is she good? I, I, I honestly don't know. It's kind of... I thought it was touching, but now I'm not sure. What? What is she touching? What, what is she eating? The imps. Why? I don't know. Okay, I'm just uh, kind of. I don't like that blood sweat. Yeah, and Nix, you're by the way in sort of like almost like a delirious state from eating these. Chacha, help me out here. Dilly's gonna grab the mattress kind of off the bed and just get that closer to Nix so that she, she doesn't fall straight to the floor. Chacha mm-hmm. helps. Yeah, thank you. I okay. You're able to move the mattress to position. Stepping, if I'm not stepping on them, am I? I assume you can seat them. Yeah. I mean, does it really matter? They're ephemeral beings that you can't really touch with your physical body, except with my not real arm. I I don't want to be rude, because I guess they're friends. Um, yeah. (laughs) Next sends the last one to the hot rock. Hot rock in her tum tum. Nix, give me a might defense roll of 27. I knew it was going to be high as fuck. Jesus. I was like, is this when Nix dies? Um, <laughs> so, two free levels of might effort drops down to a... Yeah, it's 27 to 24, then 21. Then mm. three more levels of might effort. So what do you get it down to? 12. Okay. <laughs> 15. Okay, Nix. You're still feeling a little bit delirious. For the next hour, you're going to be hindered, but you do not pass out or take damage. Uh, hey, Nix, you're looking a little uh, wibbly. You want to sit down? Uh, yeah. Nix will sit straight down on the mattress. Your messenger looks at you and is like, Do you want her brought here? No, uh... Allow me to discuss it with my companions, and we'll decide what to do. Am I dismissed, mistress? Yes, of course, yeah. Go enjoy your free time, or whatever. Yes, fun surprises. And then he fades into the shadows. 
on surprise. <laughs> they got uh <clears throat> they got Clemuel back, guys. Oh, really? Dilly. The machine that goes bing goes bing and your crafting is done. <gasps> Hold that thought. And Dilly like runs over. Okay. Yes. All right. Fixed. Yes. Good. Done. Aha. All right. So I got the Hold on. Uh white noise bubble. So I got the Carlisle disguise thingamajig running. So what are we doing this for? Right. We we're going to sneak out and then come back as like better disguises that we didn't have to maintain so closely. Oh yeah. But like I already did that. So I'm good. I uh, see Dilly break. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so this is just all worthless then, right? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, does it only make the Carlisle disguise? Uh, yeah. Cause that's what I need. That's what I could do in a, in a day, a full night. Full restless night. That's awkward. I'm sure that will come in uh, really handy. Are you sure? Because it seems like you didn't need it. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, no, I do need it. I forgot what was going on with my disguises. You do? Yeah, yeah. No, right. I was disguised as someone else when I was being Carlisle. So if I have to go back to being Carlisle, I do need that. I sort of forgot that part. You see Dilly kind of perk up and they're like, hey, here you go. Oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Dix will put it on. Does it look cool? Is it like a toilet so, seat around her <laughs> No, I imagine it's kind of like maybe a quarter inch thick, just kind of like a gray little uh, tube with like blinky lights that when you activate kind of, if I can, Dan, say it like disappears into almost like a kind of a collarbone mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And then Carlisle's face upon yours. Yeah. And whenever you turn it on, it lasts for 28 hours and it depletes in 1d6. Mm-hmm. All right. Nix will tuck it under her shirt though, because... Right. It doesn't suit the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And then she falls asleep. She's a little schnoozle. <laughs> oh, after changing into her next clothes or her Carlisle clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> also, Dillion has come down, is going to salvage the two junk ciphers that he has. Okay. That'll take you about 30 minutes. You don't need to roll for it because it's there. Um, I would say for those two junk ciphers, you essentially get two generic IO and some parts. Let's say three parts. Dope. Dilly does that, and then <laughs> probably also falls asleep at this point. Mm-hmm. And what does Chacha do? I guess Chacha takes watch. Okay. I feel like we shouldn't all pass out, especially now that we are expecting Carlisle, and we know somebody was stalking us, and Snap's mm. being a real creeper. Hello? Speak of the devil and they shall appear. Next goes, uh, and pushes the button on the artifact. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Suddenly it's Carlisle laying in bed. Oh, Dilly, I think he's passed out and can't disguise himself, so. Mm -hmm. Chacha yells through, like, the door. What? Oh, you're here as well. I was just checking in to see if any of you were interested in joining me for a walk along the walls. You can walk on walls? The, The city walls. Yeah, but why are you walking on them? For the view. Well, we're s- taking turns doing stuff. <laughs> you're you're taking turns what? Taking turns meeting our needs. Oh, right. Another time. Yeah. <laughs> and she walks away. Chacha like nods to herself like, yeah, you did a good job of telling her they were sleeping without letting anyone know they were sleeping. Good job, Chacha. Good job. Chacha's mm-hmm. proud of herself. We're fucking. <laughs> Dilly dreams. Dilly dreams. Fuck. 
Dilly, you are standing in a synth hallway. It's oddly, like, you can see the seams of the parts, and even though it's a familiar shape, there's something odd about them. There's something odd about the way they're conjoined. It's it's almost like you're, like, you get what they're doing, but you don't know how the individual pieces were fabricated. The, like, portions of the hallway? Yeah. In this dream, you wander down this hallway, and you can see a room opening up, but this room seems to be made out of tumorous, ebon-black flesh. And in a corner, there stands what looks to be another human, but their back is to you. They're naked. Well? Dilly goes up to this naked human and says, Um, hello? Excuse me? They don't move. They don't turn to look at you. Dilly walks around them and tries to look at their face. Hello, are you well? Are you good? They're standing there, their face staring up at the ceiling. Their mouth is wide open and seems to have silver fluid dripping from it, like as if their mouth was full of mercury. That's not healthy. And then their eyes that have been staring at the ceiling suddenly dart and look in your direction in a panic plea. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, oh no! Oh, boy. Let's see. Samson, something about this episode. Gelly finished his project. Finally. After, Yay. I think this will be like, <laughs> this will be a third episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to fucking State getting up to the uh, second floor. That was fucking dope. With Chacha, who can teleport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking planting those seeds. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Way to go, Stace. Thanks. Oh, shit. Good thinking. I forgot. Very cool. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer our listeners an XP to check out Kai Kai by Vaishnavi Patel, which is a retelling of the Ramayana, which is an ancient epic about basically the avatar of the god Vishnu. It's about the prince. But this book is a retelling that focuses on the prince's stepmother, who has kind of like, is like an evil stepmother in the original. But it tells the story from her perspective, and it's very feminist as well. And it's really cool because, you know, she's a princess in one kingdom and then gets married to a king of another kingdom, and she has like two sister queens and they all get along and support each other and that's just amazing and then she basically just like works her way up to be the favored queen but one of her the eldest queen's son is rama who and i don't want to really spoil but like starts to come into his power and everyone thinks he's a hero but he may not be and it's just the story of kai kai trying to do her best as she works through a difficult situation. Like, a, it's a real family-type story and, and like, non-traditional families, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's also just about, like, women making the best of the situation that they're in, in the society that they're in. Mm-hmm. And she's just an absolute badass. So I, I highly recommend that you read this book, K.K.E. by Vaishnavi Patel. Do you spell it? K-A-I-K-E-Y-I. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I pronounced it okay. I listened to a lot of pronunciations on yeah, the internet. For my standard, it's fine. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of that book or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? 
they can go to our website, explorers1.fm, on there, and they'll see all our episodes and stuff. Some of that stuff is our socials. On uh, Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcasts. But honestly, just come to our Discord. Best place to be, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. You can talk about movies and books and junk and plants and junk. Also, if you'd like to support us financially and it is within your means, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to do that. You can be called out in an episode because we love our patrons. They're fucking great. Also, you can support us by using our dice filler code with Die Hard Dice. We get a little kickback from that when you use our code explorerswanted at checkout. Please and thank you. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, everyone you know, why you like the show, why they should listen to it, why they have to listen to it or face dire consequences. The second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It makes a huge, huge difference for people finding the show. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, like the ocean, your dreams have hidden depths. And as you sink slowly into them at night, you can feel the change in atmospheric pressure build around you. At first, this is comforting, like sinking into a bath. But like the sea, your dreams are also filled with a variety of life forms, some of them prehistoric in origin. And just like ocean life, many of them are predators. Sometimes you'll catch a glimpse of them in your nightmares, and you'll thrash in your sheets as you see them swim sinuously out of the dark recesses of your mammal brain. Their teeth are many, and oh so long, and their movements are the flavor of congealed dread. They'll see you soon. You just know it. Time to surface. Time to wake up. And so you kick your legs and turn your head to look up. And that's when you feel something from below you, something cold, slick with slime, and oh so strong wraps around your ankle. And before you can even look down to see what it is, you feel its first tug, pulling you deeper. And that's when you remember, not everyone wakes up. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. God damn, Daniel. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Uh, nom nom. I'm at Slam Potato. I mean, for some reason, that came across to me as a romance novel <laughs> segment. <laughs> uh, so I'm, yeah. <laughs> Tea with Unicorn on Twitch and Realty Unicorn on Twitter. I get recommended the weirdest thing on that Twitter. <laughs> well, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.